James, pay attention! How thrifty is Skull Clamp? Oh, um, I don't know. Medium? In the language I've taught you today, please. One monster energy drink. Yes, that's correct. How about heroic intervention? Well, that's one piece of avocado toast at a swanky cafe in Melbourne, Australia. I still don't know why you have to specify where it is when we live here. We might have international students, James. Someday. And demonic Tudor? 0.01% of a house deposit. Great work. Now, what was next? Mm, You're a demonic shooter. What was that? Would you like to share that with the whole class? Well, it is literally just you and me here. Honestly, this is really insulting. I know what things cost. I know how to spend my money. And I don't need your help with it. This is like the fourth time you've tried to write me a budget in these skits alone. What are we even doing here? That's it. Straight to the principal's office. Aw, oh, man. Wait, who? who's the principal? Which of you devils has been a filthy little rapscallion, eh? But it was the fact that you, like, t- T-pose, yeah, shy pose, just do it pose to get into your principal character. I mean, you've got to do what you can to, to make the voice come out of your body. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Commanded podcast by the Greensboro Commander community. It's the GCP by the GCC and POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello, Commander players. I'm your other host, James. Now, before we answer that blinking green light in front of us and find out what our transmission for this week's episode is, Mm. I do want to remind our listeners that we do have some incredible rewards for you listeners out there. If you'd like to claim them, you can support our content and get some really cool stuff by going to patreon.com slash getcommandedpodcast. Some of these benefits include playing games with us. We can help you rebuild a deck. There's so many cool stuff. Um, go over and check it out at the very least. Yep, it's definitely the absolute best way to support the stuff that me and James put together and help us to make more cool things. Like, I don't know, someday maybe merch? Oh, Just saying. that could be super exciting. Just and saying. if you do support um, us on Patreon, it means Walt will stop trying to write me budgets. Um, <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm sick of it, to be honest. I'm, look, I'm sick of writing them, so yeah. we all win, including you. Um, <laughs> Should we answer the transmission? Yeah, we do have an incoming transmission from the deep depths of the galaxy from the Space Commanders. It's time to get commanded. Shooters that search your deck for the specific cards you require can greatly enhance the consistency of your Commander gameplay. However, Commander is a singleton format, and tutors can detract from the intended experience of variants. For power level purposes and enjoyment purposes, your deck may be better serviced by drawing cards instead. See the title of this episode already. It is like straight up tutors versus card draw. Yeah. This is like which I mean, 
realistically we know which is going to be better for certain categories tutors are expensive for a reason yeah um, but... i think this is like straight up the, uh, the the classic you get commanded episode of telling you actually do things that are not the best way of building your deck yeah, i.e., well, like winning is not the only thing that's important all that kind of thing at the start of every single episode we say that we're having better games of commander better mm. games of commander doesn't mean winning more often or you know playing cdh yeah necessarily. it doesn't mean playing the most tuned version of your deck what mm. it means is for me, anyway, and I know for you, and for the whole Get Commanded podcast, is having a great time while playing Commander. Yeah, and, and I, I guess the Space Commanders want us to know that shooters don't have to be a part of that. I mean, like, we, some people out there have argued for bans on shooters. And when you I say included. Some people out there, I mean me, yes. uh, on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> during our ban list episode. I disagree. I'd like it on the record that I disagree you, with you. And on you, that I one, think so. you did on yeah. the record as well Good. on that Just time. making sure that it's clear that we don't share every opinion. <laughs> It's true, it's true. Um, Look, you'll see a lot of people online telling you to um, cut tutors from your decks. I've seen Mm. so many people, I browse the EDH subreddit uh, on reddit.com, and there are so many people out there who say, like, the number one best deck builder's decision they ever made was cutting tutors from their decks completely. So, like, I can see where the Space Commanders are are getting this idea from. Look, I totally agree. Like, I I find that when there's more variance in a Commander game or I win through a non-usual way in my deck, it's more fun. I get more excited. Mm. But tutors are friggin' amazing. Like, and I genuinely think that, like, it's probably worth us talking about how good tutors are as well as kind of tearing them down. Oh, yeah. I think we need to first, like, go through exactly what a tutor is and why people play it so often. Mm. Because, like, this is the thing. You see cards like Vampiric Tutor sell and trade for really high prices. Mm. So if we're going to go out there and say, you know, variance is fun, reduce the amount of tutors, we should probably highlight why they're so good in the first place. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I did a little bit of a a cheeky look at this command in advance, as we are uh, sometimes prone to do. And, um... I actually had a look at the top cards in EDH Rec, which I've done a few times in recent episodes, and mm-hmm. um, a good chunk of them are tutors. Like, they're, yeah. they're played in more often than a lot of other cards in our format because they're really, really good. So, I guess the first thing we should say is, for those out there who aren't immediately aware of what we're talking about, what is a tutor? So, usually defined by Walt lecturing you on <laughs> either budget, uh, maybe veganism is another one, oh. uh, another topic that you tutor on. Oh, that's why I was doing that at the beginning of the episode. That right. makes sense. I now. thought there I just wanted to or something. But just, I don't know. That was just your usual conversation. You didn't realize the microphone was <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, uh, as always with the skits, right? Um, <laughs> look, when we're in Commander when, and we say the word tutor, we're talking about a card that searches your library for a specific card and puts it somewhere that you need. I'm not saying puts it in your hand because there's actually a few different places that tutors can put things to give you access to yeah. them. Um, I think there's kind of four main places that cards okay. will put, the tutors will put the card that they find. So they're getting getting a card, getting a couple of cards, whatever number they're getting, they're putting it in a place. The, the most common place to your hand is your hand yeah, yeah it's and a lot of cards like you know the the best versions of these effects for example like demonic tutor is probably widely considered one of the best tutors in commander probably the best yeah it tutors any card for two mana to your hand you don't have to reveal it no um because it's any card usually if a card is a set it's tutoring for a certain type you have to reveal it to prove 
you're getting what you say you're yeah. getting. Um, but like Demonic Tutor gets anything straight to your hand. That's an incredibly powerful effect. Oh yeah, especially for two mana. Like yeah. it's, it's completely unprecedented in, in its power level in that way. Um, the other really common place that the tutors will put things is actually the top of your library. It's because there's a cycle of these that are all very commonly played yeah. in Commander. So um, there's not a red one. I don't think. Or the red one might be bad? I think Gamble was kind, kind of, of a part of that cycle. But it's not but an it's instant. Not really... And it doesn't put it on top. So it's interesting. So it's just a bad version. No, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's basically four of these that see a lot of play in every other color but red. Um, Mystical Shooter will search an instant or sorcery. Mm -hmm. They're all one mana, by the way. So the blue one... Instant speed. Instant yeah. speed, one mana spells. Um, they put it on the top of your library, a single card. Mystical Shooter finds an instant or sorcery. Uh, Enlightened Shooter will find an artifact or enchantment uh well worldly shooter yeah. finds a creature well the shooter finds a creature yeah. that's right i was struggling with that one and then yeah. vampiric shooter is like probably the only other card that's in an argument for the best shooter in our format besides demonic shooter um it finds anything in your yeah. in your deck and puts you it lose two life though what a terrible <laughs> disadvantage two life is in our Bad 40 card. life format terrible card it's terrible don't play it no terrific <laughs> i tell you where vampiric shooter is the absolute best though in my Yuriko deck. Oh, don't you worry, James. I I did a bit of digging in your deck list. Did you right? go through my Moxfield list I again? looked through your Moxfield okay. list, and we're going to talk specifically about shooters uh, in your deck, actually. Oh, okay. Actually, I, so. always, I, I hate it when these things are put on the stand. I always feel like I've been studied in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> so you said there's four places that... Yes, like, okay. To hand, to top of library, to top of library. the other two? Um, onto the battlefield? That, yeah. Okay, battlefield is probably like a really strong version of a oh, tutor. Oh, yeah. Like, because it can cheat the mana cost on the creature as well. Yeah, Or whatever totally. you're getting. Um, there, there's not like stacks of these that are super played. Um, I play one called Kuldatha Forge Master. That's pretty you... good. It sacrifices artifacts to put get an artifact. To get an artifact yeah. and put it into your hand. You have to you have to tap it and, sac to, and sacrifice an artifact. Oh, it's a creature as and well, And it's a creature, so it, it, it has to, you basically have to either give it haste or it come around to your turn again before yeah. you can use it. So it's like not amazing. Um, Birthing Pod though. That's very strong. This card is fantastic. I mean, this is an artifact as well. So it's a repeatable version like mm. the Akadoth Rebirth, but it is like super cheap. It's one and a green, a Phyrexian green and tapping, right? I think, yeah, it's three and a green for the Birthing Pod and then one and a green and Phyrexian tap, mana. And tap sacrifice it. a creature yeah. and you go get a creature with the same CMC plus one. Yeah. To the battlefield from your library. Yeah. So if you use sacrificing your Elvish Visionary, which is your two mana creature, mm. you can go and get your Reclamation Sage. And it's like a lot of decks are referred to as birthing pod decks. Or even just pod decks. Pod decks yeah. because they rely so heavily on the ability to churn through their library of mm. creatures and just get the best one at the time. Yeah. There's a couple of really good like instant and sorcery versions of these effects. Sure. My favorite is Finale of Devastation. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, the art on that card alone is the sickest thing ever it's galter being pulled onto the plane of ravnica tearing things apart yeah really it's also cool. this one doubles as a win con like oh yeah it gives I've, plus x plus um x as well if yeah. x is 10 or more i think it Nuts. also gives haste to all the creatures that it gives plus x plus x to as Brutal. well so i've seen like cdh lists that tend to go infinite on mine like kinnon um, mm. And they just cheat out their entire library with, like, Thrasios and then just cast Finale De Devastation where X is equal to 100. Yeah, that'll <laughs> uh, do it. I win. But it like, shuffles into your library as well. All so... the Finale ones do. Yeah. That's, it's a good cycle. It's but a really like, good card. Imagine Finale of Devastationing for Crater Hoof. That just wins <laughs> you the game. Absolute Shoot a Crater Hoof from your library onto the battlefield yeah. and just absolutely... You, you have won the game if you can make yeah. that happen. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the last place that... that uh, 
tutors will put a card. It's actually one that's like kind of underrated, I think, because in the right deck, it can be amazing. Mm-hmm. Into the graveyard. Oh, yeah. Actually, that can be like just as good as tutoring to your hand in the right deck. Yeah. I mean, like you've got a Scarab God deck. This is a good example yes. of one. Um, I've got an Around Me of the Dead Tide deck where I can Encore creatures yeah. in my graveyard. And a Marin deck is yeah, good Yeah, Marin's also good. Yep. So there's a few of these. Um, Entomb is probably the most played in our format. Well, that's like the instant speed. One mana one. as well. You could do it on someone's end step before your turn yeah. and out of nowhere you've got for example for me i run into him in my scarab god deck yeah if i've got scarab god down i tutor sphinx of the second sun into my graveyard on your end step mm. go to my turn instantly reanimate it with scarab god's ability yeah have another upkeep like yeah. oh my god it's, incredible it's insanely strong the other one that sees a lot of play um unmarked grave is very similar to entomb only finds non-legendary creatures though still really good still really really <laughs> good um and buried alive actually sees a lot of play in our format this is the three mana sorcery that finds three creatures and puts them into your graveyard so um in certain decks that are trying to combo off with particular sequences of creatures this is actually better than finding one thing Mm. um is actually finding the the right sequence of ones you want to combine together to to make something happen yeah it's kind of insane i do want to very quickly go on a little bit of a tangent on the word tutor before we move in and talk about the next stuff sure I actually love the idea of the cards being called tutors because it's like the card is educating you. And because you know how we talk about like thirst for knowledge is a card draw spell mm. and you're drawing from your library of cards. Yeah. A tutor gives you very specific information, doesn't, don't they? I kind <laughs> yeah. of like the flavor of why they're referred to as tutors. Oh, they're totally. like very specific in the information you're giving. And yeah. yeah, when you think about the cards that, you know, are like really, really strong, it's like a demonic tutor. You're making a deal with a devil to, mm. to give you the card you need but then like a mystical tutor the artwork is like a mage like conjuring something yeah. out of nothing in this... tomb is like yeah digging a grave for the card you need like yeah <laughs> it's true i mean well, it's in, in tomb is actually to trap something in a tomb like it's like oh, you you're entomb, literally like a putting it in a graveyard, in the graveyard yeah oh, i do like the flavor oh this. totally i've never really thought about it before but as we were going through like where things are tutored to yeah. i was like Oh, I like the flavor of these cards. You can trace all of this back to Richard Garfield as well, because the earliest, like the reason we call them tutors, like a lot of things in Magic, is because the first cards that did this had the word tutor in the name. Yes, like yep. demonic tutor is like a printed in like '95, I think initially. Um, vampiric tutor, mystical tutor, all of these are, are traced back to that time. So yeah, the, the the flavor just gets better and better from there. God, he was a Absolute genius. Thank you, Richard Garfield. Yeah, thank you. You've got you. some incredible flavor. I finally side tangent as well. I now have um, Richard Garfield's Uncard on my office door. I saw this last <laughs> time I was at your house. I walked in and I was like, who is this foily, handsome figure who looks over your hearth? Uh, that's Richard Garfield. It's yeah. Richard um, Garfield. <laughs> comma, PhD, by yes. the way. <laughs> that card as well is kind of funny to play. It's You can play any spell... And cast it as if it were a spell with the same mana cost, like, as that. So, for example, if you had a card that... Let's say you have Brainstorm in hand. Uh It's one blue. Yeah. You could instead cast that as a mental misstep. Or a mystical tutor. Or a mystical tutor. There you go. One blue. You could do it. So as long as your knowledge of the game is good enough, you can instantly win. I I do remember this card. That, That I love uncards that are broken in a way that is fun. Yes, you know? like, and that is weird it, fun. And, like, it's broken in a way that rewards you for doing a particular thing. It rewards yeah. you for being a magic player who remembers cards. Like, that's a cool thing to have done in an unset. Yeah, I reckon there's got to be, like, a judge out there that has an un 
de- like commander deck with Richard Garfield at the helm. Hundred percent is just like winning on turn two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, okay, like I'm gonna cast this, this Lotus this Petal, but it's actually a jeweled Lotus. Lotus. Yeah, cast Richard Garfield. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so fun. That's awesome. I love it. Um, so beyond the four places that shooters will find cards and put them, mm. um, there are also two broad categories of searching, and you've already alluded to this a little bit. Um, which is conditional tutors and unconditional tutors. Yeah. So unconditional tutors, they're almost always black. Um, the exception is gamble randomly. These are cards that search for any card in your library. And this is also, as James has alluded to, this is why these cards don't reveal the one they're looking for. Because there's no characteristic that's required of the card you're finding. Yeah. So there's like, you kind of got to think about, I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but when you're thinking about how things work in magic, it's worth going backwards sometimes and going, if I was trying to break the game as much as possible, how would I use this card? And you can then go backwards from there and work out what the rules are likely to be to stop you from doing that. So in the case of a card... It's a like, really good way of like reverse engineering the rules of Magic yeah, the Gathering. Like, like Mystical Tutor, you know, sets for mm. an instant or sorcery, puts it on top of your library. The reason you reveal it is because if you didn't, you got to imagine an awful person playing the game who goes like, uh, this is an instant or sorcery, trust me, and puts it on top of their library. And then they cut Last Crack Clan Ironworks yes. and win the game. Yeah, like, exactly right. Did you have that in your hand last yeah. turn? They're like, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. You must be playing Richard Garfield PhD because you just turned that into a vampiric yeah, right well about done. now. <laughs> Wow, that card is so busted when it comes to tutors. Yeah. Oh my god. Wild, wild. Um, but the other type of tutor that you'll find is um, conditional tutors. So mm. these are, um, like we've alluded to, cards that search for a card with a particular quality. Whether it be, you know, open the armory, finds yeah. an aura or an equipment card. Or like mystical name. tutor. Yeah. Instant or sorcery and you usually have to show it. Yeah, yeah. Even cards like Imperial Recruiter. This one searches for a creature with power two or less. This is a very specific condition. No, Imp Recruiter actually searches is for Dockside Extortionist. <laughs> <laughs> in every it. single game, <laughs> if someone... <laughs> I have played enough with uh, people that run Impracruder that I know it's like, Impracruder, go get Dockside? Sure. Yeah, cool. I, I am so looking forward to the day that someone like Impracruder's for Carrion Feeder. <laughs> I, I mean, think I'll look, just applaud. Work. I, I have once um, Impracruder for a combo piece, like Tandem Lookout. But yeah, I okay. genuinely think 99% of my time I'll be tutoring for Dockside with him. Oh, yeah. Like the CDH line. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100%. that's what you do. And that's, I only run it in my CDH deck, so yeah. that's probably a good explanation. Definitely. Right? So that's basically what a tutor is. It's a card that searches for a particular thing and puts it into your hand on the library, mm. blah, 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 blah. Um, there's some exceptions. These are some things that seem like they would be what we would call tutors, but are not for the purposes of this discussion. Um, specifically, things that search for lands... I would not call tutors. Technically, so, you're searching your library, but it's like... Yeah, and you're putting it on the battlefield. You're getting a planes. Yeah. It's not like you're getting a win con or a combo piece or no. a counterspell or like interactional removal. Yeah. You're getting a land. There's there's cards, I would say, that sit like sort of like halfway into each camp. So most of those cards we would refer to as ramp, as we talked mm-hmm. about before. They're cards that give you more mana than you would otherwise have. But some of them, I think, could be almost tutors. Like crop rotation... For instance. Ah, now that can get you something like a Gaia's Cradle. Yeah. Or a, you know. A Nykthos, A Nykthos, or, yeah, Cabal Coffers. Yeah. Like, these these lands are less lands, more 
enhances or yeah. more win cons in some situations mm. in decks. So I reckon, yes, I would say, generally speaking, if it searches for lands, we don't call that a tutor, except for crop rotation. <laughs> crop rotation's like the exception to the rule. Yeah. Um, if you want to know more about RAM and, and how we categorize that, we actually recently did the deck building template mm. episode. We did it in one episode. episode. Yes. It's only like an hour long. Yeah. How you build a deck, get commanded style. Yep. And if you want to go into more detail, you can listen to all three episodes <laughs> we did back in like 14, 15, 16. 14, 15, 16, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about seven hours worth of content there. So if, if you, you really want to sink your teeth. Yeah, in. if you want to go deep diving, we actually do talk about tutors in regards to deck building in episode 16, I think. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely something we talked about before. The other card type of card that I would say, this one's iffy. I wouldn't call it a tutor myself. They're cards that only search for a specific card. And when I say specific card, oh, I mean names like... the card on the card. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, like, for example, in my dinosaur deck, I've got Sunblessed Mount. Yes. Um, that's a dinosaur that searches for one of the Huatli Planeswalkers that's like Specifically dinosaur. Specifically that Huatli Yeah, as well. it says Huatli Suns something. I can't remember her yeah. exact name. But it's like, yeah, you get this specific Huatli card from your library. Mm. And it's the reason I run it is because it's a dinosaur tribal card. And to be honest, it's really good in my dinosaur dinosaur travel deck because if I hit that dinosaur off Gishath it still ETBs and I still chew to Huatli's a hand. That's pretty so cool. So I get like, it's like a card draw. <laughs> like the flavor is nice. good. Like Huatli yeah. is so associated with dinosaurs yeah, as well. She's, she's like, from Ixalan. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very cool thing. But like they're great cards, don't get us wrong, but they're, they're more analogous to um, those cards like from, from Ikoria that say partners with X other card, you oh, know? Oh, like, yeah, like, for I mean, example, Kazar and... Um, U- Ukima, Ukima. Who you play as your commander. Yeah, yeah, but if they're in your... If both of them are in the 99 of your deck, mm. when you cast a creature with partner with, when it ETBs, you actually get the option to search your library for the partner. So you mm. can... It's like the... It's helping you play the strategy, because, like, Kazar and Ukima have a strategy together. <laughs> yeah. Like, when they're both in the battlefield, they help each other out. Um, so if, you know, you cast Kazar, you can go get it. Mm. As a fun, weird little rule, if you're there, if they're your commanders, when it ETBs, you're still allowed to search your library and shuffle it. Yeah. Random. Yeah, so when I cast Kazar, <laughs> if I cast Ushima from the command zone, I can search my library for Kazar, even though I know it's not in there because it's in my command zone, and shuffle my library. We finally broke fail to find the, uh, the strategy. We fail to find is living strong. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yes. So I wouldn't call them tutor. I don't. Yeah. Would you call it? I, I don't think you. No. Them it's like I think they're like connected cards. Like a, for me, a tutor is like I like the image that I was kind of putting out before of someone teaching you the exact thing that you need in that mm. moment. Whereas if I cast Ukima, I might not need Kazar at that very moment. I know it might need a board wipe. A tutor could get me a board wipe. <laughs> Kazar and Ukima can't do that. No, you know? I think uh, I think to, to follow along with your analogy, if a tutor is teaching you the specific thing you need right about then, um, I reckon these partner with cards are like those cl- uh, pre-recorded classes you do at uni. <laughs> These days, uh, post-COVID, where the lecturer is literally just saying the same thing they said last semester and the semester before. And if you don't understand it and you ask them a question, it's not, you can't, it's a recording. He's not there. He's not there. It's not a real person. Um, (laughs) That live blinking red button at the bottom corner is the lie. It's a lie. Your lecturer is at home in bed. (laughs) Where they belong, really. To be fair, all the tenured ones. Yeah, it's true. Um, so yeah, that, that's tutors. That's how they work, what they do. Um, 
They're pretty great, is the main thing. Well, like, like, in terms of power, they are extremely powerful. Yeah, and the other thing they can do is l- get you what you need at the time. Mm. That's what I was kind of referring to earlier. Like, yeah. you know, every time you cast a Dockside... Every time you cast Imp Recruiter, it's like you've cast Dockside because you're getting it from your library mm. anyway. It's but like... It's even better than that, though, is the thing with tutors, right? Because, like, not only does Imp Recruiter represent a second copy of Dockside in your deck, mm. it also represents... Every other card you can find with Imperial Recruiter. Well, like, so it's actually like better than having a second copy of Dockside Extortionist. Which yeah. is pretty crazy to think about. Because, for example, that 1% time where I found Tandem Lookout, yeah. it became a combo piece in the deck. It became a second copy of Tandem Lookout Correct, almost. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, obviously these can massively increase the consistency of our commander decks because they yeah. function as redundancies for our strategies, for our... Um, win cons, like it, they find yeah. ev- anything we need. And consequently, um, we both play a little bit of CDH, probably mm-hmm. slightly more than me. Um, CDH is like riddled with tutors. Yes. Well, I mean, I feel like they're staples. They um, are, I absolutely. would consider, like, if you're in the colors in black, you will be running Demonic Tutor. You mm. will be running Vampiric Tutor. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think these are like negotiables, no. to be honest. It's like hands down, you have to run them. Because not only does it increase the consistency that you're talking about, but it increases your opportunity to to respond to what your opponents are doing. Yeah. And I think that, like, yeah, it is consistency in the amount of removal you have in your deck, sure. But, like, you need the right piece of removal. So mm. I think there's another thing that happens with tutors that when you start playing them, there's this effect that happens where it increases your knowledge of your own deck because you have to be really aware of what's in there. Mm. And it means that you're playing with your entire deck, not just the cards in your hand. Yeah, you really have to plan ahead a lot with mm. tutors. And actually, this is something that happens with people who've just put a tutor in their deck or who've just built a deck and with tutors in there. They go, okay, cast Demonic Tutor. Oh, crap. Yeah. Or they <laughs> do, do that need? thing. It's like, you know, maybe two turns before theirs and they start pulling out their phone. You're like, what are you doing? They're like, I'm going through my Moxfield list because <laughs> I need to remember what's in my deck. And you're like... You have a tutor in hand? Yeah. And they're like, I just bought it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Another Moxfield shout out. They have to do it every episode. Um, not contractually, but we wish contractually. Until <laughs> they sponsor us. <laughs> we <laughs> Someday, someday. Um, look, I think a specific kind of deck that loves tutors is decks that need specific cards. And I'm not talking necessarily combo decks. Like, I have, um, I talked about this a few times on the, on the podcast. I've got a Marin of Clan Nell Toth deck where the actual win con is Gerard Golgari Lichlord. Yeah, which is a legendary creature and you could run it as your commander i could but, but boring but where's the fun in that <laughs> yeah exactly. um, and subsequently like having that as my secret commander gerard means i actually have to run quite a few tutors in that deck mm. in order to find gerard enough of the time that i can win with his strategy yeah and the cool thing is with Marin is you can run the tutors that go to graveyard because yes. it's like you're playing in a graveyard strategy so yeah. you can generally run less efficient tutors because you're in that strategy, so they're more efficient for you. It's, yeah. It's cool. It's like, yeah, it's building a deck with extra steps. But yeah, it's a cool deck. But look, like the deck wouldn't function as, as well if it didn't have the tutors. So, you know, mm. it, it is important in those kinds of decks. The tutors become like actually 
crucial pieces, really, in making sure the deck actually works. Yeah, making sure you actually get... And, like, uh, in the same vein, combo decks as well. I Absolutely. Think combo decks, like, especially ones that are four, five-piece combos mm. that are, like... I call them glass cannon decks. Yeah. Like, if they go off, it's a cannon. It will blow you to smithereens. But it's made of glass. If you yes. tap it, it'll shatter. <laughs> um, and sometimes you need those tutors to get the combo pieces to make the combo work. Yeah. Even if it's not an instant win, infinite combo... It needs to be there, and yeah. you've got 99 cards to look through in your library. Yeah, no, you'll definitely need some in the deck like that as well. Well, uh, it has come to the time of the episode where I would like to bring in some stats. Stats. Is stats. this the ones from my list yeah. that you're referring to? So okay. I had a look through your Moxfield lists. Um, I did not count precons because they're not decks that you've built. So yep. that doesn't make any sense. Um, so of the decks that you've built, there are actually, uh, according to your mock sealed, 14 mm-hmm. commander decks. Lexara is currently unlisted because it's going through construction. Okay, yep. fair enough, fair enough. So it's 15, but 14 for the purposes mm-hmm. of this episode. Um, I actually found your decks could be sorted very neatly into two categories. Um, like tutors, no tutors. Well, low tutors and high tutors is okay, what I called right. them. So low tutor decks, these ones played. So you have no decks with no tutors, by the way. Uh, that doesn't shock me. No. At all. I, I think it's pretty common to have yeah. at least one or two. And that's what I found. So yeah. your, your low tutor decks, 10 out of your 14 commander decks were what I called low tutor decks. They had exactly one or two tutors in them. Okay. And then... <laughs> Very interestingly, you had then a separate camp of four of your 14 decks were high tutor decks, and these had five or more. So you, in other words, I want to be specific, you have no decks with three or four tutors in them. You have only decks with two... (laughs) Or five and up. Or five or more. Okay, I'm immediately thinking of what these decks are. I would, that's that's the the goal of this section. I want you you to guess guess what what your four, I don't think, I want to guess the the ten, because that's sure, we'll go for the high tutor yeah. ones. Okay. So how many right. of your decks, so there's four of 14, which decks do you think are the ones, I have it pulled up here, by the way, I wrote it in advance. <laughs> All right. And I'm, 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 oh, I'm mentioning a little bit here. Of those 14 decks, one of them is your Niv-Mizzet Perun deck. So I want you to make sure you're clear. Okay, We're not that... talking just casual, we're talking CDH and casual. Across your decks on your Moxfield. Um, I, yeah, my first guess was going to be Niv anyway, because in my mm. brain I instantly went, I've got Imprecruiter, Mystical Tutor, Gamble. Yep. Um... Yeah, I can't remember the other ones now. There's oh, actually Merchant six, Scroll. I think. Yeah. Merchant Scroll is another one. Okay, so Nivmas is one of them. Yes. I Scarab God is the one that's making me go, that's definitely got to be in there because I've got Unmarked Grave, I've got Buried Alive, I've got Entomb. Because, mm-hmm. like, that deck, I mean, it's literally filled with bombs, mm. and the whole point of it is to cheat the mana cost on those bombs yep. out onto the battlefield. So, I oh, wanna, they're, they're so good in the yeah, deck. Yeah, I want to put the bombs in the graveyard specifically and not in my hand, so mm-hmm. I can't have to cast them, that kind of thing. Yep. Far out. The other two is kind of like testing also, my knowledge. Do you, do you want me to tell you now whether you're correct or do you want to guess four and then I'll tell well, you? Well, is Scarab God right? Scarab God is right, and yeah. so is Niv Mizzet. I've got, yeah, I definitely knew so those two. Those two. Oh, I know. Oh. Elf Ball has an elf tutor in it. Mm-hmm, it does. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's got much else. I'm going to, to make this section short and put me out of my misery, I'm going to say... Oh, Liesa has enlightened tutor. Right? <laughs> um, He's looking all around the room. I'm literally like as if the the walls like Sherlock him. Holmesing men, <laughs> ma- my palace, palace yeah. looking at my decks. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I'm just gonna do a guess. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 
elf ball because I feel like there's more creatures, creature tutors in that mm-hmm. deck. And I'm also gonna guess. <laughs> Think about the four places we talked about tutoring to before. The top of Larry. Oh, I could actually be. Oh, Yuriko. Hands down, Yuriko. <laughs> it's got, yes, no, 100%. It's got Vampiric Tutor mm. in it. Yeah, no, okay. I'm going Elf Ball and Yuriko for the last two. Okay, you, you got three or four, which is pretty good. It was Niv-Mizzet, Scarab God, and Yuriko. So, so Elf well Ball done. not in there. Elf Ball is not in there. The fourth deck is your Dinosaur deck. Far out of you. Oh, I've got Congregation at Dawn you've in that deck as well. You've got Congregation at Dawn. You've also got Eladamri's Call. Oh, in your yeah, that's true. You've, you've got... I, w- I did cheat a bit here. I know I said earlier they weren't tutors, but they were marked as tutors in your deck. Uh, on my... the Yeah, the Sunblessed Jet Oh, mount. I even called that out earlier. Yeah, you specifically said it wasn't a tutor, yeah. but in your deck it was marked tutor, which is fair enough. It that's does fair tutor enough. something. Gets something, yeah. yeah. Um, yes, that, that one had five tutors in it. Wow. Actually, no. Look, the fact that when you said think about where they tutor to... Both Gishath and Yuriko yeah. love the tutors that put stuff to the top of library because mm. both of them will either deal... Like, Yuriko deals damage equal to the card on the top of library. Yeah, so and if Gishath, put... if it's a dinosaur, will just put it onto the battlefield. Yeah, both both decks, it's fantastic to have those tutors. That's yeah. so funny. I Gishath is one of those decks that I'm like, mm, it's janky, it's fun, it's yeah. got like some weird stuff in it. But yeah, oh my god. More than five. That's yeah. wild. I mean, I think it's interesting that to me there were two. There's two main reasons that those decks have tutors in them. Three of those decks are your three most powerful. I yeah. would say pretty comfortably, Scarabod, Nivmizzet, and Yuriko are three. Maybe not the three most powerful, but they're in your top four or five for sure. Oh, I think Yuriko. Yuriko is your second yeah, best deck. I 100%. think. Hundred percent. That's my most powerful casual deck. It's yeah. like it's definitely sitting on that fence of like. Yeah, if it had fast mana and even more tutors mm. and maybe a Thassa's and Demonic Consultation, it would yeah. be CDH. Yep, yeah, I think so. And your Scarab God deck, I've played many times and it can really go off and quickly yeah. as well. Um, so I thought it was interesting. Three of the yeah. four decks that are high in tutors are also really powerful. Um, and your Dino deck, I think, is almost the opposite thing of the, like my Gerard it's deck. So it's janky. so it janky. It needs it to support. It needs the tutors in yeah. order to, to find the stuff it needs. I, really cool. Thanks for looking at that. No, that's that made right. me look at my decks in a bit of a different light. And mm. what's interesting is the consistency of specifically the ones that I'm thinking of is Yuriko and Scarab God. Mm. My Yuriko and Scarab God decks perform pretty much like clockwork. Like I uh, you see very few p- bad games out of them. Yes. For sure. And like and they're very it's not like they're doing something <clears throat> different on turns 1 through 5. They're doing the same thing. Mm. Like Scarab God will ramp a little bit to get Scarab God out. Yep. And put things in the graveyard to cheat out. And once mm. I'm cheating out those big bombs, it's like game over. Yuriko is putting low drop creatures that are unblockable onto the ground, mm. cheating Yuriko out of the command zone with command ninjutsu, and then cheating things to the top of library to kill everyone. Yeah. Every single game will perform like that, and that's only because I'm tutoring to the graveyard mm. in Scarab God and tutoring to top of library in Yuriko. Yeah. Wow, my decks are a cool case study on this, yeah, actually. I like I, that. I actually thought they were a really good example, which was cool. Yeah, <laughs> to, cool. To, to find that. All right, I um, like it. So, that's, that's like, everything there about tutors. But mm. I do want to bring us back to the command, the Space Commander sent through, which was actually inviting us to draw cards instead. So... Well, we've just spent the last, like, half an hour gushing about tutors. Well, I think if you're chasing pure power, I think tutors are the way to go, right? Like, if you're trying to up the consistency of a deck, if you've got a deck you're trying to optimize even more, Mm -hmm. a few more tutors will probably get you there. However, 
most of us play in casual metas, you know, at, with our friends at a kitchen table or in mm. a game store with newish players. Um, and tutors do decrease variance, which is something that specifically uh, the Space Commanders spoke about. And specifically we've called out as a fun aspect of Commander. It's crucial. Yeah. Like we play a singleton format, yeah. right? Variance is actually baked into the pie yeah. of Commander. One um, of the cornerstones. And it's actually a good thing, really. Mm. Like finding different ways to win from game to game is a pretty crucial part of what why we keep coming back to Commander. We When we spoke about the... Um, I think we talked about it way back in Farewell Sweet Deck, which was episode nine, I think. But One of our fan favorite episodes it is as well, actually, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, but we spoke about the, some of the reasons why we might disassemble a deck. And I think both of us agreed that decks that were doing the same thing every mm. time were decks we typically wanted to part with because yeah. we sort of felt like we'd seen everything we could see from the deck. And I think... Sadly, tutors increase the likelihood that a deck will turn out like that. No, no, 100%. And, like, even just the same sentiment that I just said about Scarab God and Yuriko, mm. they're two decks that I play a lot less of than yeah. my other decks because I know exactly what they'll do. Mm. I know exactly the way they'll perform. So I put them away more often than not because I... And this is the other thing. We've talked about the enjoyment of the game. Mm. I have very little stories i have like a couple of stories about how yuriko won on turn four by revealing mm. draco three times from the top of library yeah but i have way more amazing stories about how like i don't know my like my weird tornos artifact yeah. list has done like made an engine out of 19 artifacts on yeah. field and it's only because they were on field and i could see it on board at the yeah. time that i figured it out the variance of that deck is why I enjoy it so much. Every mm. game is different with it. My win cons are going to look different depending on what I draw. Yeah. It's much more fun to play with those. And because it's less consistent, because it doesn't have tutors. Yeah. Well, something I found recently with uh, another blue-red deck, my Kaza uh, Wizard Tribal deck, mm -hmm. um, I had a couple of really bad tutors in this deck because I could reduce the cost of them a lot. So yeah. I had uh, Invert slash Invent, which is a... Well, I only ever cast Invent, which was a six mana instant um, for hybrid blue-red, hybrid blue-red. Search for an instant and a sorcery, put them into your hand. Uh, with Kaza out and a few wizards, this becomes blue-red, find at instant speed, as instant and a sorcery, put them into your hand. Yeah, which for, for, for six mana, that rate is terrible. For yeah. two mana... Actually awesome. Yeah, actually really good. And and in a similar vein, I was playing Firemind's Insight, which is a seven mana oh, sorcery yeah, this or might be instant as well. Um, but it searches for an instant card with mana value three, two, and one. But this was especially good in your deck because you had a lot of X spells in your deck. Yeah. So you could get, for example, um, you know, like uh, what's the X red red deal damage? Comet Storm. Comet Storm. You could cheat, get Comet Storm from that. Well, the win con I, I found like 95% of the time with that card was Comet Storm and Storm King's Thunder. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. So this is the one that's <laughs> X red red red. So it's mana value is three for the purpose so of the spell. So it does get tutored by Fire Mines and then yeah. Comet Storm can get tutored by Fire Mines as yeah. well because it's two. So you basically like you sink into... Com into uh, um, Storm King's Thunder, Storm Thunder yep. like a bunch of mana and then the next spell you cast is copied five, six times, whatever and then you cast your Comet Storm with X equal five and target your three opponents 
copied five times, that's 25 pa- life right there. Yeah, they're dead. They are, they are 100% dead. <laughs> yeah. That is a burn spell and a half. <laughs> so those those were bad tutors. I intentionally put bad tutors in the deck because I thought it would be funny to like reduce the cost of them a lot. I still found they were increasing the consistency of what was supposed to be a pretty janky, weird deck well, by when you, so much. You built Is It Spellslinger and have 20 wizards in the deck. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not how I'd build, is no, it? No, <laughs> it's it's not like an optimized list, but I found just by virtue of having tutors in there, yeah. it kind of started to feel like one, and it was winning the same way. So actually, in the wake of the Great Freeze... Oh, uh, yes, which, recent recent experiment that Waltz pulled. You yep. can go back a couple of episodes couple to episodes, find out more about that. Yep. So I didn't edit my decks for three months. I've just re-edited my decks and after the Great Freeze finished. Um, and one thing I did is I cut tutors from a lot of my decks, including oh, wow. Kaza, because I found that they were resulting in me winning the same way. So you cut time. you cut Firemines inside? I cut Firemines inside can and I have Invert it? Invent. You can. I'm building, I'm looking at Niv-Mizzet Supreme, um, oh, the new Niv-Mizzet. The new five color Niv-Mizzet, um, right? And it gives jumpstart to two colored spells in your graveyard. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take all right. Firemines inside from you if you'd it's like. It's all yours. It's Thank all you. yours. So, uh... We do have a lot left to talk about, including uh, some more things we can gain by cutting tutors from our decks. But before that, we do have a thrifty interlude. A thrifty interlude. So, uh, we do have to hear a little something about a thrifty card. Uh, And as is tradition, we will be bringing this one to life. In this case, it's actually going to be dialogue. So, I will be enlisting your help, James. We will be bringing it to life. Yeah. So, this is one that came out a few weeks ago on our Discord. But um, it is a dialogue and you'll be participating. So, Mm. would you like to read the card we'll be featuring this week, James? Yeah. And on theme again, while you (laughs) have outdone yourself again. But this is probably... this is The reason this is a thrifty interlude is because this card is a weird tutor. (laughs) Um, It's actually quite old. So, the text that I'm going to read is the oracle text this is what it's been errated to yes it reads much better now than it used to yeah so it's guided passage for green blue and a red you'll get a sorcery first sentence ready for this reveal the cards in your library (laughs) all of them (laughs) all 99 um an opponent chooses from among them a creature card a land card and a non-creature non-land card you put the chosen cards into your hand then shuffle Oh, I sort of wanted to make this pilgrimage on my own, as the Holy One intended. Nonsense! Everyone needs a friend, and you'll have three of them, sir! There we are, all sorted, off you go! What's wrong with this guy? Oh, Terry always does that! Is that pollen coming out of his head? Spores, my friend, spores! And his friend over there, he's not entirely human, is he? No, he's a goblin, of course, sir. No better guide for going through the mountain, really. Some people think the goblins were made down here, you know? Of course, Dirk Dorg is only about four years old, so he's more likely the product of his cousins or some other familiar disaster. (laughs) Right. I can wrap my head around those two. My main worry is that I can't really see my third companion at all. I can just sort of feel him in the air. What are they? That's a pervasive feeling of malaise, sir. I'm afraid all trips under the mountain must be accompanied by one. It's company policy. Besides, you won't believe the tension it introduces to all the stories you tell of your journey. 
So, just to clarify, my companions are a fungus of some kind, a juvenile goblin, and the feeling of malaise? Well, that could work quite well, actually. Sort of feels like a fable of some kind. Oh, absolutely, sir. Your, your god made the pilgrimage himself with a similar group. Came out the other side a changed man. Or not really a man. More some sort of god, fungi, malaise, goblin hybrid. Explains how he's so contagious, though, doesn't it? Get budgeted! 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 <laughs> Can we confirm that the god in this scenario is just Slimefoot and Squee? <laughs> I mean... It works quite well. It works quite well. Uh, did you write this before that card was spoiled? Um, it was... Uh, I think you might have predicted Slimefoot no. and Squee as a part of her. I think, like, to be honest, this was a one where I was really trying to imagine the card in, like, exact... Like, if this was real. The so, guided passage. It's a guided passage. I mean, it's a, it's a company. He says, like, the feeling of malaise is company policy. So. Well, but also the, um, the the card itself searches for a creature, a, a land, and a non-creature, mm. non-land. So I was like, okay, what's the funniest example wow, of each of deep. these? So I was I like, like all right, we got a goblin. <laughs> we got ourselves a guy with spores coming out of his head. That's the land. And the feeling and of the malaise. the feeling of malaise, which I imagine is an enchantment. Probably in black. The perpetual feeling of malaise <laughs> as well. There's definitely a black enchantment. I would say so. Um, you can catch these as they are written in text form, as James alluded to, uh, over on Discord in the Thrifty Thursdays channel. It's in our Discord server, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, and you can also see some of these brought to life in video form over on TikTok at at Get Commanded. So chuck us a follow on there to see mm. those as we post them. Yeah, the Discord has some discussions around the Thrifty Thursdays and Thrifty Interlude lore yeah. going on. So if you want to contribute <laughs> to the conversation, you, please join the Discord. Look, any any and all thoughts are welcome and may be integrated into future cards. You can so. tell how deep Walt thinks about these. So, I mean, he's got the three things that Guided Passage tutors <laughs> for. All right. Go. Speaking of tutors, though, yes. we should probably continue our we conversation. We better get back to All it. Right. So we were looking at specifically what the space commanders had in mind for us, which was what we might be able to gain from moving away from playing tutors in our decks. Uh, and specifically, they, they were talking about the things you might gain from variants. So finding yeah. the cards more naturally in our decks through card draw. So... Uh, speaking of card draw, I think that's probably the main thing we're going to gain is we're going to have to play more card draw in our decks. And that's a good thing. I think it's less gaining more card draw. I think it's like the balancing act of like, if you take a deck with four or five tutors in it and take those tutors out, you're going to have to rely on that card draw a little mm. bit more. I think like saying, phrasing it in this like reliance thing, super important. I, I'm sure after the great freeze and you've taken some tutors out, mm. you might find you'll probably end up playing for a couple of weeks, going back tinkering and upping that card draw again. Definitely. I think as well, if you're someone who after this episode is inspired and decides to just cut all the tutors from your decks, literally swap every single one for a card draw spell and it's hard to go wrong in yeah. that way. And I think that like we alluded this to in the episode where we talked about good cards holding us back mm. but the the fact that we desperately 
need cards in our hand in every commander game. We talked about the importance of card draw in the deck building thing. Mm. With these incredibly good cards, like I'm not just talking about tutors here, I'm just talking about cards that are inherently good. You can mm. go back to that episode and listen to it. We include those cards, we can get away with running less or less well-refined deck building because these cards are so efficient at what they do. Yes. For example, Smothering Tithe is like the best white ramp spell you are ever going to find mm. ever. It produces so much treasure you may as well be saying Iarumi Haruki <laughs> it's ridiculous but like if you include Smothering Tithe in your deck and you have a tutor like um, idyllic tutor mm. um, or enlightened tutor and you get Smothering Tithe every single time yeah. you probably don't need to run as much ramp in your deck because you've got mm. the best version of it on the battlefield already well I think it's also going to stop you from seeing your deck perform as like, it truly will if you don't find tutors. Like, a, a friend of mine who's recently got into the game, uh, um, Josh, who we've both played with a few times recently. And listens to the podcast. Yes, shout, shout out, out Josh. Josh. Um, he was um, telling me, like, he, he was still index on Moxfield. Great. Good stuff, Josh. And he was <laughs> using the playtest feature. And he said, like, one of his earliest decks he was building was an LSL core decks it's like an aristocracy mm. sacrifice life gain kind of thing balls of aristocrats it's so good it's so good and he was telling me that like when he was playtesting it he was like oh every time i get to money tutor my deck performs really well but when i don't it doesn't perform very well mm. it's like well shocker yeah <laughs> you probably need to up the number of card draw and ramp in your deck if it only works when you can demonic tutor for smothering tithe well i'll give it like i've talked about smothering tithe in my liesa deck as like one of the best pieces of ramp but in that deck has terrible card draw mm. but there is a card that's incredible as card draw in the deck called greed it's yeah. an enchantment that you just like pay a bit of mana pay a bit of life and you draw a card but it's instant speed no limit on how many times you can do it mm. i love the thematics of greed being the card's name because you can oh, just yeah. keep paying life and it's drawing cards a very flavorful card but if i don't have greed I am not drawing cards. Mm. Nowhere near enough. So I really need to look at Liesa and up that card draw. Definitely. It's also just, I think, the main thing about using card draw to find your cards, it's a more fun way f to find the cards that you need because you're going to find, like, different cards every time you dig through your deck True, yeah. and it, it, how exciting is it when you get to draw five cards and you're kind of like oh my god what am i going to get to do next in my yeah. deck like for me that excitement is way higher than casting you know um fire minds inside yeah and finding the same two cards again you know and winning with that exact same win card yeah. for the third game in a row exactly but like for example like i find you know tutors aren't just to help us win or ramp out they're also to help us find the right kind of response to what our opponents are doing mm. and i I think having tutors in your deck makes you kind of yeah along the same line of good cards are holding you back it makes you a less creative player mm. because you will go find the best piece of removal in your deck for example if you go um you know if you there's a problematic creature on someone's board and you've got mystical tutor you go all right fantastic i'll go get swords to plash as a path to exile mm. dealt with gone problem solved yeah however if i'm like in a deck that doesn't have it and I don't have that option and I draw five cards, one of them is like a sacrifice outlet that maybe gives a creature neg one, neg one, and one of them's a token creator, I can go, oh, if I combine these cards, mm. I can remove that creature. It makes you kind of think about sequencing plays to solve a problem instead of just going, what's the best card to do this? I'll go get that one. Totally. I think also not having the answers you need is a great opportunity to do your favorite thing in a commander game, 
politic mm. rather than use your cards to solve your problems you can just convince other players to do it for you and then offer something in exchange and yeah. that in itself offers a far more creative avenue towards your victory than just simply yeah finding that efficient piece of removal and getting rid of it yeah we spoke about it in a recent episode about how you can make fine print in political deals yeah. to make it benefit the you space battle. the yeah. space battle and thank you for the feedback on that as well but yeah again politics is totally a viable resource mm. and it, but you wouldn't use that if you had a tutor that just gets the removal spell you need absolutely makes commander uh, funner it definitely does more fun funner fun more funnish funny funny makes it funny it does make it that actually does make it funny actually yeah <laughs> tutors make commander less funny um because yeah. it's just saying all right this is what you do yeah whereas having no tutors and more card draw like for example it's that lovely feeling of like drawing five cards going i have a 13% chance of getting what I need. Yeah. Everyone pray. Yeah, like, yeah, it actually, totally. That actually ends up quite a point for point. I will, uh, I will make one exception. I think the funniest tutor by far, it might be the only funny tutor, Gamble. Oh, uh, so, okay. Can I do a side story on sure, Gamble? Absolutely. Okay. One of the listeners of the podcast, um, Ben, who we've spoken about on this podcast before, incredible mm-hmm. deck builder, great high-powered commander player, yep. great in Just limited great environments. deck builder as well. Yeah. Builds very efficient, very like, this is my goal and I'm going to get there kind of decks. And really sweet, creative decks mm. as well. Like some of the stuff that you do, Ben, is really cool. But... I have a story about, like, it, this was, like, shortly after lockdown when we were kind of allowed to go and meet up in public and have stuff. Yeah, like- so for those who are not from Melbourne, Australia, we <laughs> yeah. basically had this sort of weird nebulous time where, like, there were still... Um, restrictions. Restrictions on, on where you could see people, basically. So pretty much anything was allowed if it was outside, I think. And in public, like, in yeah, public outside. in public spaces yeah. outside. So, like, gatherings of, well, it depended on the time, but it was usually, like, up to sort of eight or nine people. Yeah were allowed if it was outside whereas you know at the time you might have only been able to see like one or two people in your bubble was what they were calling and it, you could inside. you were walking or something yeah yeah but so it had to be outside anyway in this weird nebulous period we wanted to play commander again in person so yeah. we decided to meet up in local parks yeah and play and we have this group chat now called cards in the park and yeah. matt and brad are in that as well i played in one of these games and it was a blast it's, it's like so this fun really cool old cafe in out in diamond creek or near there yeah um, that is like an old tram mm. uh, is like the cafe and then the area immediately next to it is like this outdoor seating area yeah it's undercover yeah. it's really cool and yeah it was this beautiful summer night and the lights just stay on all night yep so it was like it would play till like midnight and oh it was longer like, than that yeah. we were out there till like two but o'clock it, in the morning <laughs> it was this beautiful summer evening yeah. so it was like still warm there was sort of like bugs around but not in like an oppressive way it was really cool it was really good fun and during that time yes. of incredible love games of commander out in public i had just got a gamble for one of my decks oh yeah and i as a you know was like okay randomly because gamble tutors a card to your hand but then an opponent you have to discard a card at random so the way you usually do this you usually shuffle your hand fan the cards out and present it to an opponent yeah it's the the most fun way to resolve the spell so i was like ben choose the card that i discard yeah and i had seven cards in hand so Mm -hmm. it was like you know one in seven good chance he chose the card that <laughs> it, it tutored for. Now, yep. like, one off, that's like, oh, damn, what are the chances of that? That happened, and I shit you not, 
For the first eight times I played Gamble. Eight? Eight times that in a row, mind you, and I chose Ben <laughs> every single time. <laughs> ben somehow has x-ray vision through, oh through palms off gaming sleeves. He can see what card I tutored for and get rid of it every time. What's Funny it? tangent, but Gamble, great card if you're in red to tutor any card to your hand. It's incredible. But, oh my god, have, like, enough <laughs> cards in hand that you've got a good chance of keeping it. <laughs> Alright, I know we always invite discussion at the end of our episodes, but uh, I'm calling out specifically Ben. Ben, what's your secret? Um, <laughs> yes. How do you know? Do you use, like, a mirror underneath the, like... <laughs> like, all those magic tricks yeah. where he's, like, planted a mirror somewhere. Oh, yep. brilliant. Incredible. Um, well, back to tutors. Gamble being one of them. Uh, the other thing we gain from playing less of our tutors, and we sort of said this before, we're talking about drawing cards, you find different ways to win. So we talked about this before as well. Farewell, sweet deck. We talked a lot about certain decks that we were playing where we felt like they were always winning the same way. Uh, they always played the same. The games felt like they were just, you know, iterations of an identical commander game. Yeah. Um, it might be tutors that are making the deck feel that way. So if before you cut a deck... Cut all the tutors from it and see if you can find alternate ways to win. You know, substitute those tutors for different win cons and see if you can, like, reason your way through to a different win because, trust me, it is way more satisfying to find that weird janky win than win that same way again. Yeah, and genuinely, like, have a think. The last five times you won with that deck, did you cast your Demonic Tutor? Yeah. So, like, ask yourself, I have a Demonic Tutor in this deck... When I win, did I cast it in the game? Because you might have cast it on turn two to get yourself a soul ring or get yourself some really good ramp. But you might have cast it on turn six to get your win con. Yeah. Whatever the reason was, did you cast it in the game and did you win that game? Yeah. Because I bet, I'm happy to put like a little bit of money on this. Mm. I reckon you win more games than you lose if you cast a tutor. I reckon your chances of winning shoot up the second you cast a tutor mm. in a game. Because, like, if you're, like, mana screwed at the start of the game and you tutor for a soul ring, you go up two mana, yeah. immediately your gameplay gets better. That's true. I, I know I have know a friend of ours, Ellie, uh, who's also a judge at our store, um, keeps track of how, many, how much of the time people win when they cast a soul ring. Um, and it's a very high statistic. I would argue that the upside of Demonic Tutor, because it can be your Soul Ring, can get you a Soul Ring, um, is probably higher than Soul Ring in terms of like its potential upside. So maybe well, like, it's, the it's kind of good thing where, at every phase of the game. Yeah, right? this is what I'm saying. It, like, it finds you the Soul Ring. It finds you the Win Con. It doesn't matter what you're finding. It finds what you need in that moment. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Well, yeah, I, I think when you when you have to draw the cards to find those Win Cons instead of using the Tutor or it's whatever, much more fun. Much more fun, and you can find. Win Weird wins. Like, I, I recently did this to my, my Merin deck, which mm. usually wins with Gerard. I found a couple of times recently people were exiling my graveyard with Gerard in there, and I was like, oh no. I've also specifically exiled Gerard on your board before oh, yeah. because I know it will force you to play in a very different way. It's a wise choice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you and say it's not. <laughs> Gerard's but strong. It's, he's very strong. But in, after the Great Freeze, when I was sort of adjusting some of these things in my decks, I specifically was like, okay, I need to find a different way to win. Um, I spoke about Giant Ankeg at the time as a card I was putting in. Bonkers card. So weird. This is the 8 mana 8-8 eight, eight with Trample and Ward 
Ward 2 that gives other creatures you control Trample and Ward 2. Look, an 8 mana 8 8 with Ward 2 and Trample's good. Yeah. That giving it to all other creatures yeah. is nuts. It's wild. So basically, the last time I won with my Meron deck, I had a giant Ankeg out and I had Mazarek, Kral Death Priest. This is the one that says whenever a player sacrifices a permanent, put a plus one counter on each creature you control. I was in this game. You were in this game. I remember this game. So I won like pretty early. Yeah, it um, was like a turn five or six win. A bit later than that, I reckon. But it was like not late in the game for sure. And to be fair, one of the other players was playing a deck that made a lot of treasures. Yes, that didn't help. And I was specifically saying... Look, you're, you're making this worse. Stop, <laughs> yeah, please. Please, please, everybody stop this. Um, but it was so cool to win with a different way. Mm. Like, specifically to go, like, I know I could normally win with Gerard here, but, like, I had to, like, kind of, kind of like, reason my way through finding the cards. I had to mill into one. I then, like, had a way to play lands from my graveyard so I could crack an Evolving Wilds multiple times, pump my board. Yeah. Look, like, I it think... was really cool. And this is the enjoyment. Like, enjoyment yeah. was a word that the Space Commanders used. I think this is what they're talking about. But I think, I love the word very because I think this goes mm. back to like the deck building part. If you take out tutors, you're going to need a more varied set of win cons yeah. to win with. And like we spoke about this a lot in the deck building episode when we talked about win cons mm. and we referenced specifically having a couple of different ways of winning is yeah. a great idea. So not just like copying, you know, overrun style effects, like have at least one that's not combat damage, yeah. for instance. Yeah, for example, like in my Firelaf deck, it's got a lot of combat ways to win, mm. but then it has a couple of fling effects where I can just go all in on getting landfall triggers to grow a plant to be huge yeah. and then fling it at someone's face. Well, you've even got Goblin Bombardment, I know, in that yes, deck as well. Yes, that's so, a definitely an alternate win. Yeah. Yeah, when life totals get low enough, just sack all your plants, one, 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 you're dead. Yeah, you know? and so this is the thing. If you have more ways of winning than your typical one streamlined way, but you have eight tutors for it, yeah. you're going to be forced in the deck building process, if you're not including those tutors, to go, right, what are three different ways I could win in this deck than yeah. just my combo or just my typical way of winning? Well, you're going to have to draw cards into them. So like the li- if you have that one overwhelming stampede in your deck, the likelihood that you draw that, even if you drew like 30 cards, your likelihood of drawing specifically overwhelming stampede is still pretty low mm. if you've got like 80 cards left in your library. Correct. So yeah, having more versions of each effect and then also just alternate ways of winning is just going to make it more likely that you still win. So even if you're spiky, you should still do it. Um, <laughs> of course, you're like, yeah, this is the optimum way of having fun, people. <laughs> God damn it, I'm such a spike. I can't help it. Um, speaking of being spiky, I do think the other thing you gain from cutting tutors is it does reduce the consistency of your deck, which does reduce the power level of your deck. And this is another thing the mm. Space Commander specifically um, pointed out in the command is in the in the transmission. They wanted, they said, you know, for power level reasons, sometimes it's right to draw cards instead of tutoring. And I think this is true. It's sometimes a lot of us should probably move our decks even just slightly further down the power level curve. Yeah, well look, I, I've had a couple of conversations with listeners in our Discord about we called out in an episode, I can't remember which one, but we said, if you're having good rule zero conversations and good commander games, you should be winning 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. After we said that, we got a couple of messages and I got a few that say, I win way more than 25% of my games. Yep. Well, I even said that in the episode yeah, as well. Yeah, I think I win maybe a little bit more than 25%, but nowhere near as much as you for sure. <laughs> um, but that's because I think the people that specifically were messaging me and the listeners that did message me, feel free to kind of talk about this in the Discord after this episode. But 
your decks are very efficient and they're mm. very tuned and they've got a lot of redundancy. Yeah. And when you have the tutors in the deck, that is a really, really brilliant way of like putting the nitrous oxide in the canister to make the deck explode. Mm. If you've got the best version of a, an effect in your deck and you've got three ways to get it, that's like having four versions of the best way, best version in your deck. Absolutely. Instead of four ways to win that are each independently okay. Mm. Like, I think this is a big thing for, from, like, you have to think about it from a deck building perspective. Yeah. To include tutors means that you make other decisions in your deck building process. Mm. And I think the second you take them out, you have to make kind of counter decisions mm. in your deck building process. And I think lowering the power down means that, yeah, you have to draw more cards. Mm. And by drawing more cards, you're having to find more card draw spells than Ristic Study. Yes. Like, you you know, you, ha- you can't just include the best version of it in the deck. You Definitely. have to think about the deck playing in this singleton randomized way mm. and drawing 10 cards from the top of your library. Is it likely that you're going to find the best version of it? Mm. No you're going to have to include different versions or keep drawing cards. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that the really important thing to emphasize in this process as well is that cutting the tutors doesn't have to feel like you're making the deck less fun. And I actually would like to argue that it actually makes it slightly more fun. Oh, yeah. Because when you're looking at your your deck list and whether it's because you've upgraded a few cards or you've just built it and you're just a, a bit over, you know, how many of us have been had the deck list sitting at that 110 card mark and been like, oh, I've got to cut the last 10. It's a rough place to be. It's a rough <laughs> place to be. And look, I've definitely before made the decision at the, at the end of that process of going, ah, oh, I really like this card and it's really fun but I think I'd rather play a tutor here. And so I can get the card that will definitely win me the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. That's, a, that's a decision that you can make and it's totally a valid one. But I'd like to argue that you can actually find a lot more room for those fun, janky alternate win cons and alternate strategies if you have less tutors. Like, you yeah. know, you, you had about five tutors in a few of your decks. Mm. Imagine what kind of fun spells you might be able to put in by cutting those five tutors. And, and yes, it's going to bring the power level down, yeah. but you're going to increase the optimization of fun in the process. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I think, you know, we talked about where the tutors go to. And in my Scarab God deck, all of them go to the graveyard. Maybe instead of including more card draw, I include more self-mill and try and self-mill my way into those bombs. Mm. Because that way I'm not guaranteeing Sphinx of the Second Sun or Shieldred or one of those massive bombs. I'm kind of like hoping I mill them. Yeah, well... Maybe that's the way I go then. I can definitely say, like, because... I have two decks that try to do that. Like my Marin deck and my Arami deck do that. Yep. Both of them have a couple of tutors, but I it's way more fun milling yourself and going, you know, I've talked about before. I got Gary. I got Gary in the bin <laughs> with Arami. Like, yep. you know, I might have the win on the next turn or like sometimes milling the other stuff. Like, you know, it's like, I've got um Kairi, the 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 blue dragon from Kamigawa. Oh yeah, the when one it, that yeah when it dies, you like return an instant and sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand, or oh no, so you mill six, then return an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand, or you I think you bounce an online yeah something, or something like it, that something about I think it's more than one yeah I think it you, might be three you, maybe you choose a couple or something yeah. I can't remember exactly how it works but the thing I normally do is you encore it. And the legend rule means two of them die instantly. You mill 12, get four spells back. It's, it's super sick. That's pretty cool. So milling like into that. that and then seeing that Kairi is like a real thing of going like, oh, I can't wait for next turn now. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, I, I'm thinking about this with those decks that we highlighted.
highlighted of mine that have a lot of high tutors mm. and it will change the way I play them. Like Scarab God milling myself more and getting that random hit will feel a lot more fun than entombing it. Mm. That's fair. Well, tutors are an integral part of the commander format and they are essential in high power level or extremely janky decks, but they are not essential to the decks you play at casual tables. Removing some or all tutors from your decks will ensure that you are including adequate amounts of card draw and provide more variance in your gameplay. Variance is an essential aspect of the commander format and there's a lot of fun to be had by embracing it. So, Space Commanders, command command received. received. Thank you for still being on board with the salute. It (laughs) makes me feel like a part of a full, like a good mission. I I believe the Space Commanders are doing good things. I think so. And I hope that our discussion of Tudors v. Card Draw and all that has contributed to the good mission of the Get Commanded podcast. I hope so too. So to you listeners out there, do you feel commanded? Uh, how many tutors are you running in your decks? I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of a breakdown of high tutor, low tutor, like I did with James's decks. Uh, yeah, do you, uh, I had 10 in the low and 4 in the high. Uh, so like, yes, that's so, what you had. Yeah, 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 I'm curious if your, your breakdowns are the same. Yes, definitely. And do you have any decks where you're running a lot of tutors as well? I'd be interested to, to hear more about those because I think they're... Yeah, they can be the super high-powered ones, or in my case, they the can really be janky ones. really janky yeah. ones as well. Well, look, if you want to talk to us and like maybe have a conversation about tutors, about card draw, and about win conditions in your decks, you can get in touch with us in a number of ways. You can send us an email, you can add us on Twitter, all of this is in the show notes, as well as the link to join our Discord server and chat with us and other members of our playgroup, uh, like Ben. You can have a chat with Bennies in yeah. there. But this is like the best way to talk to Walt and I it's we're very active in there we mm-hmm. love seeing what you guys put up so please um if you want to support our content there's a plenty of ways you can do that too firstly you can leave us a review on whatever platform you listen on spotify apple music they're great google's shit so you can't do it <laughs> but you can tell your friends about what we're doing and we've found just recently there's not a lot of australian content creators in the magic commander space no. so if you're you know if you're in a in australia and you want to support australian content creators that are in this space talking about commander Tell your playgroup, tell your game store, spread spread our message. Yeah, and it, even if you're overseas, actually, and, and you see people, I see a lot of threads on Twitter of people being like, you know, I want to hear from some more different diverse commander opinions. Obviously, me and James are still two white guys, but we yeah, are located- We're Australian, we're a minority in the commander <laughs> space. <laughs> but look, we are in a different continent to a lot of the people out there. So we and would our like- matters may be very, very different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we would like to reach more people out there. But the absolute best way to support the content that we make is, of course, to support us on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes. Uh, it's at, what is it? Um, Patreon.com slash Get Commanded Podcast. Yeah, it's Patreon's website slash yes, our name. slash our name, yeah, not other way around. Yeah. We wish. <laughs> um, and we would like to personally thank Fletcher Cutting, who supports us in the Space Commander tier. You're the best, Fletcher. You are the best. And a quick thank you again to Palms Off Gaming for sponsoring this podcast. These guys create awesome deck boxes, card sleeves, um, binders, and a bunch of other really cool stuff, like some jackets and stuff that you really, really cool. The jackets are nice, yeah, actually. Yeah, they're really cool. I can't wait for winter to just justify purchase yes but you can check them out at palmsoffgaming.com.au but as is tradition at the end of every get commanded episode we planes walk away from magic the gathering mm. um Walt, what have you been up to recently well uh me and my partner actually just planes walked to a gym 
Oh, like both of you at the same time? We like, signed up. We've, hell yeah. we've joined the gym. We were like umming and ahhing about it that there was a sale on that ended literally. There's like, always a sale at a gym. There's always, There's a, always sale. a sale at But it was like gyms. really cheap and it was ending. We went we went together to try it out. We had a yeah. good time like working out together. I was showing you. Yeah, I used to work out a lot. Well, so. you're like, yeah, I you're an absolute gym junkie. Like when yeah. we were in lockdown living together, you and I would like, you know, be swapping workout advice yes. and that kind of stuff. So Electra's kind of seeing that world of Walt yeah now. and she had like a pretty good time which i was really happy that was like my main goal obviously yeah. like when you bring someone to the gym you're like i want you to understand that it's fun like it shouldn't feel like a chore yeah. it can actually be fun and to come here you don't have to worry about the numbers and the stats just yeah. as long as you're exercising it's good yeah exactly yeah. and anyway yeah so so we we um bit the bullet and just signed up and we were just like, look, we was on those like rolling memberships. So it's like build us every fortnight or whatever. So we're oh, just that's like, not bad. you know, there's a cancellation fee, but if at some point we get six months in, we're like, we're over it. At least we can just do that. And, and you're not locked over. into like, yeah, we're not locked yeah. into anything. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's a very big gym. It's a very popular gym. We were there at 5am on a Thursday or like 6am on a Thursday. And it was packed. Like, it was wow. hard to find room to do stuff. And this gym is the biggest gym I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm not going to the gym with you two at 5 a.m. So am I expecting, like, Electra just to bulk up and just, like... That's the goal. Yeah? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see how we go. Like, obviously, there's no... You don't want to spoil anything by having, like, crazy high expectations or anything. <laughs> but, like, we're just aiming to go together, you know, three times a week and have fun. Honestly, so. any amount of exercise is good. Yes. Um, I genuinely believe uh, in, like, a, you know, healthy body will help you have a healthier mind absolutely um, there's a lot of like scientific research out there yep. that tells you exactly that won't yeah. guarantee it but usually you know going for a walk will really help and yep. it's just like bare minimum going for a walk mm. hit the gym get those endorphins running you'll feel amazing yeah absolutely so i do it first thing in the morning yeah. i actually like S- sets your day up high. right yeah, yeah. I, I actually used to work out about three times a week mm. and i used to spend about two hours in the gym at a yeah. time which was a big commitment and i was often like umming and eyeing about going like i would avoid doing it um but also subsequently those days i felt amazing after my workout yeah so i've kind of like shuffled that around now and instead i'm doing well i'm aiming to do six days a week yeah but like 40 minute workouts so i get to just like ride that high every day it's funny i used to do it on the inverse i i used to work out like in the middle of the night um one i get tired and i go to sleep after that so it helps my sleep cycle yeah that's that's fair but also like i work the grindy nine to five so i have like a terrible day I go to the gym and I can even sometimes I get on the battle ropes or I'll get on a boxing bag yep. and I get that frustration out yeah. and I go home and I feel better. Yeah. Very cathartic when you do it at that time of day. Find sure. what works for you. Yeah. yeah. But exercise, please yes. do it. That's that's the get commanded message for this week. <laughs> it doesn't matter message. about shooters versus card draw. <laughs> go and go to join in your local gym. It is more important. <laughs> um, that's all we have time for. So we'll see you next Friday for another transmission from the space commanders. Goodbye. Commander players.